With the expectation coming that the Chicago Bulls are going to extend Nikola Vucevic if they can reach a deal and agree on a deal, it's raised the question of, okay, then what's next for the Chicago Bulls? In today's episode, we're going to talk about what do the Chicago Bulls want to be this upcoming season. We're going to talk about that, plus what free agents are likely to walk with now, us kind of filling out what that Nikola Vucevic contract may be, and we're going to go into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. If you want to follow me, you can do so right off the top at CEO Hayes. That's CEO, H-A-I-Z-E. Also, if you want to follow the show, you can do so at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we're on. But... Let's get into the nitty-gritty for today, right? Nikola Vucevic is such a polarizing topic when it comes to re-signing him. You have the Bulls fans that think, oh, no, you should just let Nikola Vucevic walk. You have the Bulls fans that say, well, you can't just let Vuce walk for nothing. And then you have what's probably more realistic and is going to happen is that they are going to re-sign him. Now, some people now have said, hey, well, if you re-sign him now, you can trade him later if you want to move him. But you maintain, you, you save those assets, right? You safeguard those assets. And really when it comes down to it, regardless of the Vuce extension or not, which is likely to come down, right, is what do the Chicago Bulls want to be? And when you look at Nikola Vucevic, even though he is polarized, Nikola Vucevic is not a bad player by any stretch of the imagination. Um, he's, he's, he's a good player, but even though he's a good player, much like Zach Levine, it does not mean that it does not limit the team stylistically in what the team could be, right? And so that is really where I think some people's questions bring in is that, you know, when they look at Vooch and when they look at what the Chicago Bulls roster is, you have some people that say, oh, well, no, we actually need a defender there. No, I would say better point of attack defense is always going to be the best thing. But you can also talk yourselves into that, right? And I, as, as I've been in the mindset uh, for a while that when the Bulls have played their best basketball, yeah, even with Pat Bev down there, Vooch's passing is a key part of that. Maybe not getting the assist, but helping set things up, right? And when you have a team that's already, the lane is already packed in for DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine go to work. If you take and you replace Vooch with a center that doesn't have at least a little bit of shooting ability, that lane's going to be packed in even more. It's really it's really kind of amazing when you think about it, um, when you actually watch the games, just how DeMar and Zach still find ways to go to work more times than not with how well that lane is packed in against those two players, considering that most people know exactly what the Bulls are going to be. And they, we, don't, we aren't a three-point shooting team on top of that, right? And if you add in a center who really can't operate outside of just defending, right, and doesn't have some form of of shot-making ability, that lane's going to get even more clogged in for the Chicago Bulls, right? So stylistically, there there is enough good and bad to say there of, hey, Vooch, and either way, Vooch is still a good player. We don't do Vooch slander here, people trying to make it seem like Vooch is is still a top 10 at minimum center player at his position in the NBA. And so... When you look at, like, also what his contract could be and how that could limit the Bulls, right? And we'll talk about that coming up in, 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 in what type of contract Vooch gets. Who that may mean is out the door just by the nature of we can't afford to sign those guys, be it because ownership doesn't like to go into the luxury tax. But you have to ask yourself, who do the Chicago Bulls want to be going for, right? And while it becomes more and more likely, and I've been trying to prepare you guys for the fact that more likely than not, we're just running it back, right? Which means... We're, 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 we're going to be who we were, who we were last season. Um, and so without pro- possibly having Pat Bev, 
which we go back to the, the version of the team that was causing some concern, right? And so ultimately, when you look at this team and you look at kind of where they are with their options, right? Do you want to be the team? They've tried to be the team that wins and develops and does both of them and hasn't really done neither one of them at a high level, right? We haven't really developed anybody uh, to a high level and we haven't won at a high level either. We've done some fun winning. We've had some fun stretches in there. But ultimately, when you look at the Bulls and ask yourself, who are they? Wait, who are, what's the Bulls' identity right now? And I've said it before. It's struggle, right? Struggle in one way or another. Now, struggle doesn't mean you can't win, right? I don't think that this Bulls team, the, the cap of it is probably, what, if they find the, the right matchup, maybe making it out the first round. And even when you look at the team trying to change their shot profile, which is the buzzword from AK this, this offseason, right, is that you, if you add shooting to this roster, yes, it helps space the floor. It gives DeMar more room to cook when he's, when he's uh, the one running things. It gives Zach more room to cook as well, even though, you know, we, we like to see Zach operate off catch and shoot, things like that. But this team ultimately, with where we sit right now, we, we have Zach Levine, who we paid to be the cornerstone of the franchise. That's it. You can agree if he's a one, a two. That's a completely different conversation than the, than the one I'm presenting right now, right? They paid him to be the cornerstone of this franchise. And until somebody else either develops to take the reins of that and they can start building around that player or the Bulls go out and get a different player to be the cornerstone, Zach Levine is the cornerstone of this. And so when you look at the style of play that is going to be more conducive to Zach Levine, Vooch does contribute to that. I've said it before. Zach and Vooch as a one-two punch, and you feel kind of that out with shooters, isn't, isn't that bad, right? And the fact of the matter is, as far as style of play, right? We'll talk about the level they can win at differently. But right now, the Chicago Bulls are in a situation where you have to ask who and what they want to be. And that's a realistic question to ask, right? We don't have the young stud right now that we're developing that is on the precipice of being a star like some of the other teams are. When you look at the movement around just, just the central division, right? When you look at Monty Williams going to Detroit, Adrian Griffin going to the Milwaukee Bucks, those rosters already being rosters that have a direction, right? The Milwaukee Bucks are going to be a perennial contender in the Eastern Conference, even though they got bounced out the first round. They got some things they need to work on there. And the, the Detroit Pistons aren't aiming to be good anytime soon, but they're aiming to teach these young players how to win and, and, and develop, right? And that teaching them how to win is going to come over time. But those teams have a clear direction, right? They have a clear pieces that they're building around. And while we do have pieces, we got Zach Levine, right? Damar, his future's a little murky there. We don't know. Vooch, right now we can't say. We can say that we're hoping to extend him. But then when you look at our younger players, P. Will has been a player that has shown himself to be extremely passive. And you can't write right, and right now in any realistic mind frame say that you can build around P. Will. I would assume we don't even know if he's going to be back on the team after such a disappointing sophomore season. I think he should still come back. You don't want to give up on that youth. I don't think AK will either. We'll talk about that in a second as well. Yeah, I got Kobe White who still developed, but Kobe White, even with all his developments, has not shown himself to be a player that you can build around for your future. We don't have that. That is why you hear the Bulls being inter or, or being rumored in talks for that number three overall pick because it can help the Bulls pick a direction. But ultimately, this Bulls team, who they want to be is the biggest question there, right? Because you can be this team that wins some games and that sticks into the playing for the next couple of years, right? But if you're not developing on top of that, if you're not, you don't have your own draft pick this year, for example, now you do next year. So maybe we're talking about having a top 10 pick next year at, to add to build around. But at the end of the day, the future and, and the roster that AK built here and the decisions that AK has made over the, over the time 
while at that time you thought, okay, this is the route he's going with this team, hasn't really shown itself to be something that you can bet on continually over time. So the Bulls do not have a style of play that fits their roster. That's partially on head coach Billy Donovan and the questions around him. We aren't necessarily, well, by the nature of the veterans we have, you would think we would be in win-now mode, but without having a point guard to help run the show, you got to question how much we're going to actually win, which, again, the Lonzo Ball injury affected that a lot, right? We're not developing players that we don't – one way is one or two ways. Either we're not developing the players that we have that are young and have some talent on this roster, which is my mindset, or you have the mindset of some other Bulls fans of saying, we just don't have good young pieces that we can really develop much into when you look at the the, the, the fans that are down on P-Will, right, that are down on what P-Will can ultimately be, right, that think P-Will is a bust. And again, this isn't the, the episode to have that argument or not, but I'm just saying that you have some of those people who feel that way. So while I will always say it was AK's been here three years, it's going to take longer than three years to build a championship-level, contending-level team. It's, it was going to take more than that when, when you look at where the Bulls were. But the fact of the matter is, is that we still aren't on that path either, realistically, by what we have seen. Now, again, some of that could be put, you could say, we just aren't developing these guys and those guys can turn into that. Or you have the mindset of, we don't have the guys that are worth that, that are going to actually even turn into that, no matter how much we're going to develop them. And because of that, it has made that path more murky for the Chicago Bulls. There's no way around it. No matter what way more more optimistic or pessimistic you are with this team, th- this team does not have that clear identity yet. It doesn't. And some, and some of that is laid at the feet of the front office who came in and talked about going through the development and the draft to get this team good, but then immediately traded a lot of those draft picks, right, to deals that ultimately haven't worked out maybe the way that we hoped, right? Especially when you look at Lon- the Lonzo Ball part of it hurts a lot, right? And I try to always keep that in perspective as well. It's just how much Lonzo Ball working out initially. Let me say, when Lonzo Ball was on the court, he was everything we need. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. You didn't want him to be. But the fact of the matter is, he can't get on the court. And how much that has really changed what our outlook would be of the Chicago Bulls if it wasn't for that. But ultimately, you, you, this is the, the hand that you are now dealt. Lonzo is not coming back. He's not walking through that door. He may roll through that door. He may limp through that door. But he ain't walking through that door to play any kind of goddamn basketball force anytime soon. And because of that, you can't even rely on that. This team... At some point, and I hope that AK and Eversley are looking at this and saying this to themselves as well, you have to make a decision on who and what you want this to be. Who do you want the Chicago Bulls to be? What do you want our identity to be? Because our identity right now is disappointing. No matter what way you can shape it up, it's disappointing. And yeah, patience needs to be real. We live in a microwave society. Everything isn't going to be 
automatic and immediate. So I understand that part of it. But you don't even, you're not trending in either way. As a matter of fact, if we have to say that the Bulls are trending in any direction, we're more so trending down than what I would say we're trending up. And that's a problem. Now, that can be changed. Like I said, one offseason, if, if, if Pat Patrick Williams comes in and has the, has the season that Kobe had last season to where he is just putting it together, that arrow then starts turning more from down to up, right? If Io DeSumo gets back on track and looks back to being the player more so than he was his rookie year, that arrow starts trending up yet again, right? If the Bulls do move one of their veteran pieces and move it for a player with, that's younger with more upside, right, that we can then say, hey, we may not win as much immediately, but we then have a future projection that looks good for us, that arrow starts trending up immediately. It really doesn't take much, and, and even on the flip side of that, right, let's say you do move off some of these younger pieces that some Bulls fans don't think is going to develop, and you, 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 you trade them while their value is kind of higher, which you may have missed the window for that on some of these, but let's say you do that, and you bring in more veteran pieces that, that add to that win-now mentality, that arrow can start trending up. Shorter arrow, but it can start trending up as well. The Bulls have to pick a path. And so while we can talk about adding shooting, adding size, adding a point guard, all that, and it does help, but how you add that. And re-signing Nikola Vucevic kind of locks the Bulls in, depending on how the length of that contract, back into being of, okay, so what? this is what we are now. What are we going to be in the future? Marco Simonovic, don't even talk to me about Marco. Who the hell is Marco? Right? Who the hell is Marco Simone? But yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. Like right now, ultimately, the question of who the Bulls want and who they will be is one of the bigger questions that I hope we get a more solid answer to. I'm all for signing Nikola Vucevic, and I think that that is the right move outside of just the whole protecting assets and having Burr rights and the fact that we couldn't really replace him if we just let him walk away. I think when you, when you have a top 10 player at your position, you hold on to that player, right? And you try to build out. That is why roster construction is important. You try to then support that signing by bringing in players that make sense and help them, the players that we have here, be better versions and us run a better system. And it may eventually be that we also just have to look at the coach and realize no bag Billy ain't getting us too goddamn far either. That's a story in the episode maybe for another day. Now, with the re-signing of Nikola Vucevic, it really has put a highlight on, okay, what free agents now are going to walk or anything like that? And I don't really think it's changed much for me. I've been covering this for a while now, you guys know. And I think overall, Javante Green is gone. I just think Javante Green is out the door. And I think so, not because he's not a dog, not because he isn't a good player or anything like that, but he's 29 years old, about to go into his 30, 30 season. 39, I'm trying to age the man 10 years. But try, uh, about to go into his 30, uh, his age 30 season. He's coming up to unrestricted free agency for the first time. And ultimately, unless Javante Green has done enough in the Bulls' uh, workout room to show that he's going to become a knockdown three-point shooter, Javante may be a casualty just by the nature of things that we need to add to this team. You only have so many roster spots. And so for this nature of this conversation, I'm just going off Kobe and Vooch, I think, are staying, right? So we're saying that those free agents are staying. So that puts you back in the place of you're looking at Javante Green, you're looking at Io DeSumo, possibly looking at Andre Drummond if he does opt out as well, which would put the Bulls in a terrible situation because of the fact of we only have part of our mid-level exception to use, and if, if Andre Drummond does leave and we have to kind of replace a backup center instead of trying to find some shooting and some stuff, it can get ugly. But Andre Drummond as well, we're going to throw in there. Um, and the fact of the matter lies within there, you have to take away something to add the things that you theoretically need to add to this team. Pat Bev? gone according to the money he wants we can't do that he's gone Javante Green because of, of us needing to add maybe some more size or even if 
if Billy Donovan still wants to play six, five players at the power forward, maybe players that can shoot a little bit better, right? Maybe that'll help do it. So you have to look at that. And then Io DeSumo is the biggest question here. While I know a lot of Bulls fans are ready to just throw in the towel on Io and say, listen, you had a down season two. You need to get up out of here. Let's move on from Io. Let's, let's bring in a different point guard there. And I do think if you can get a Trey Jones, for example, um, in restricted free agency, it may be the writing on the wall. If you can get a, a player that's younger, that fits that timeline, and that is better than, than Io, you kind of then at that point you tell Io, maybe try to work out a sign and trade, right? But I'm, I'm looking at that and saying that's probably what we're looking at. We're looking at Javante being gone for sure. Uh, if Andre Drummond opts out, I think just by the nature of they may try to renegotiate with him just rather than bring somebody else in. Then you look at the contracts of like a Terry Taylor. Um, I think he can come back on a two-way deal. But the Bulls also may look at him to be that replacement for Javante Green. It doesn't add much shooting, but he is a better rebounder. He still play, plays and brings energy. You could probably get him a lot cheaper than what you can re-sign Javante Green for. So maybe, maybe Terry Taylor. And I know some Bulls fans are going to ask, well, what about Justin? Justin Lewis is an undrafted rookie on a two-way contract. I highly doubt the Bulls convert him into a main contract. He's more than likely going to stay a two-way contract. Carleek Jones, I would say probably the same thing about Carleek Jones as well. Probably still going to be a two-way contract also. That's probably going to stay our two-way players. And if I'm not mistaken, I think we've added an additional two-way contract according to the new CBA. So maybe we can add a third one there. Um, but that's really what we're looking at. And so... And the Bulls trying to pick their direction and where they're going, it's, I mean, listen, a lot of this, a lot of this stuff is staying the same, but hopefully with what we do, the player or two that we bring in that's different, it helps enough change in the areas that we need change at to where we can be a better team overall. But let me know what you guys think down below on that. All right, before we go, want to get into the mailbag briefly. We've got one text message. This one's from Jason. We're going to read that now. He says, hey, Jason sending in a comment for the mailbag. The other day you asked, would you rather pick between Size and shooting versus getting a point guard this offseason. My answer would be getting a point guard. Last year, we got Pat Bev, which I thought wasn't going to make an impact when we first acquired him, but he helped improve our record and our defense, getting guys in the spots and making sure Zach plays the way he wants to play. The thing is, just getting a point guard isn't really going to put our young guys in a position to grow because we still have DeMar. Maybe we could trade DeMar. For a point guard, maybe we can sign one using the mid-level exception. I don't think just be, uh, getting shooters will help because of our coaching game plan. We were one of the worst teams in the league in, in three-point uh, field goal attempts, so uh, adding shooters won't help because of the shooting, the coaching game plan. Tell me what you think about this. Thanks. Here's what I'll say. Right, I get what you're saying as far as the coaching and game plan, but I would I would push back with that only in the sense of, all right, Billy. as much as I am not a Billy Donovan fan, Billy Donovan's system and the offense that we ran did generate open looks at the three, but we had players who were reluctant to take them at times or just didn't make them when they did take them. So I think that with reliable three-point shooters, that, that coaching game plan can change to become a more three-point shooting team. Billy Donovan's even talked about that he wants to see the team take more threes. Now, you guys know, Billy Donovan says a lot that ends up not coming out on the court. But again, so I understand what you're saying, and I'm not saying that your mindset is wrong on that. I just think I, maybe I'm looking at it from a different perspective in the fact that I do think that adding shooters the game plan will change because we did generate threes and we tried to. We just did not have the personnel to support that type of game plan. But your, your thought process on prioritizing a point guard is, is on point as well, right? Adding a point guard to this team that knows how to run an offense, that I think facilitates well, doesn't, doesn't do turnovers, can shoot the ball somewhat well, right? Doesn't have to be a knockdown three-point shooter, but that can be a threat to hit and take the open three-pointer, which goes back to the last point will help this Bulls team tremendously. And so, 
that's why, like, Trey Jones is somebody that I've, I've literally been talking about since before the season ended, right? Uh, and I think that depending on what San Antonio decides to do, maybe he can be got for your full mid-level exception. But then again, we know that this Bulls team isn't likely to offer the full mid-level exception because it will send us into the luxury tax, right? So I do think I agree with you. I would prioritize a point guard as well. Um, but I don't know. that. Hopefully you can get a point guard that can actually shoot, right? Otherwise, like, I do think that adding some size and shooting will help change the shot profile some too. But great text message, Jason. Thank you for leaving that in. And anybody else who wants to get any text messages off. And also, one thing that I haven't said, yes, you can get your voicemails in, but if you just want to send a voice note through email, you can do that as well if you want to get your voice heard on the podcast. But that's it for today. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.